Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So I wanted to talk about measures of worth, that there are ways that the world measures whether you are a worthy person or a not worthy person. And there are a variety of ways that the world measures you and your success. And there are a variety of ways that you measure other people and whether or not they are worthy or successful. And there are ways that you measure yourself inside about whether or not you are worthy or successful. So there's this scene out of one of my favorite teen movies, 16 Candles, where, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, the main character, played by Molly Ringwald, points at the boy that she has liked and told her father about liking. Now, she has not told her father any details about who the guy is, just that she was having boy trouble. And her father gave her a pep talk. And so at the end of the movie, she's walking away with the dream boy. And she points at him and mouths to her father from a distance, this is the guy or that's the boy or something like that. And What's interesting and what always strikes me is sort of the look on her father's face. And he sort of looks and cocks his head a little bit and has a look of being impressed and satisfied. And I think it's by the way the boy looks. He's well-dressed. He looks a certain way. He's a good-looking guy. He's dressed well for the 80s, and he gets into a very nice Porsche. And so the dad measures the success or worthiness of this boy by external measurements. He thinks this is a good choice for his daughter based on what he sees on the outside. And I think that The world does measure a lot by external factors, external ways of measuring. And sometimes that's all we have. All we have is a way of measuring by what we see on the outside. And it's very concrete. You can tell by the type of car that the boy is driving in the movie that he comes from a lot of money. And so that is what her father sees. And this is how the world measures a lot. Now, I think the problem occurs when we sort of live our lives this way, that we have measurements that are not internal but external. And there are obvious ways that we do this. Obvious ways measuring somebody by the car that they drive or measuring somebody by the clothes that they wear. Those are obvious 
measurements. But sometimes it gets more complicated than just that. And sometimes we measure ourselves by what is on the outside too. For example, we see people who put a lot of effort into their bodies and the way that they look, men and women included. And there are a lot of people who spend a lot of hours at the gym, a lot of time in front of the mirror in order to look perfect. And the idea is that if I look perfect, people will think that I am perfect. And, you know, I see this a lot with women who, who are always trying to sort of look sexy, that even when they're in sweats, they are wearing sweats that hug their bodies and they might have a crop top and they might be showing off their abs or their chest or whatever it is, full makeup, hair done perfectly, all of that. There's a lot of women who operate this way. They are never not looking sexy. But I see that also with other people who are really invested in looking neat, that they might not be sexy, but they never have a hair out of place or a shirt untucked because neatness becomes the measurement of how worthy or successful they are and what they want to present to the rest of the world. And this idea of external measurements occurs in a lot of ways, not just with these things, but also have you ever been in a house where it appears that everything is so neat in a house that it's the kind of house where you would never find water or moisture in the sink, that the homeowners are so invested in everything looking so perfect that it feels like somebody walks around wiping out the sinks all the time, constantly in order to avoid anything looking like it wasn't perfect. And that's for the world to see. That is to show the world that that the homeowner has a perfect home. And this happens too with education. Where did you go to college? Did you go to Ivy League or did you go to a less prestigious college? Or did you not go to college at all? That is another way that the world measures us externally. And so it goes on and on and on. And there are people who do this who do things externally in order to show their internal worth. For example, a person might want to show that they are always working, that they work hard. And so they might be the person who's in the office in the morning first, and they might be the person who is in the office last. And the reason that they do that is to show everybody, particularly maybe their boss, that they work hard, that they work harder than everybody else. 
And I had this job where we had to regularly have meetings with a bunch of different mental health agencies from around the community would have to do these meetings every couple of weeks to get on the same page about how we were serving the community. And there was one guy who was always late. He would come in late, but he would come in in a clucking flurry. He would come in, he'd have a pile of folders in his hand and he'd be sighing and he'd be running his fingers through his hair in frustration and he would come and take a seat and sigh after sitting down. And he had this persona of being this hard worker. And people would say things like, Oh, gosh, you have so much going on. I don't know how you do it. And then he would leave the meetings early. Oh, I've, I'm so sorry, everybody. I've got to get going. I've got another meeting across town I've got to get to on time because it's so important. And everybody would just buy into the fact that this guy was a hard worker and he was successful at what he did and he was important and all of those things. And I couldn't help but always think, you know, we all show up on time to this meeting and we all finish the meeting and how come this guy is always late? And how come he always leaves early? Basically, he's never attending a full meeting. And how does this guy get away with this? And I didn't buy it for a second. I didn't buy that he was so busy and had to be in one place or another. Not to say that he didn't work hard, but I don't think he was working quite as hard as he was trying to show the world. And I think that people do this is that they create personas for the world around them to externally measure them. And I see this with people who travel. Now, there's a difference between traveling and having that wanderlust and enjoying places and then traveling and making sure that you see as many possible tourist attractions as you can so that you can report back that you've seen all these amazing places around the world. I've seen the Taj Mahal and the Great Wall and all of that. That there are people who don't necessarily need to show it by posting on social media, but just in conversation, they will tell you all of the major wonders of the world or tourist attractions that they have seen. And they do so just to be able to tell you that they're well-traveled and they go to important places. That's not the same thing as going around the world and enjoying places. And I have seen a difference between two types of people. And so this is about creating an image, that people create an image for the rest of the world to see in order to appear worthy or successful in some way. 
And so I think that we do this a lot. We're all guilty of this, using the external appearance to create worthiness or success in our lives. And we do this in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people in their families do this. They might create family gatherings and have a lot of family gatherings or spend lots of time with various family members, not because they enjoy it and enjoy being around their family, but because the idea is that if you spend lots of time with your family, then you have a happy family life. And I know from being a psychologist, I get to hear all the inside details on all this stuff. And a lot of people who regularly gather or spend time with their family members are unhappy about it. It's more of an obligation than a love thing. But in a way, it's like deluding themselves that, hey, I spend time with my family, therefore I have a good family life. We all do this to some degree. Well, if I do this or that, that will look good. Even if it means deluding yourself. If I do this, it means I'm a good person. If I do that, it means I'm a hard worker. If I even suffer, it means I'm a good person. And so we end up in this weird space where we are using external measures that are meant for the rest of the world to measure what's going on internally. But what's going on internally is the place where we find true happiness, not by faking it or creating an image or doing something that you should be doing, but by just noticing what you feel on the inside that are good feelings. There's a lot of confusion about what happiness is. And a lot of times, people who don't have a lot of experience with happiness think that happiness has to do with almost being manic or hypomanic, meaning having tons of energy and running around and being wild or doing lots of fun things. And that's not necessarily happiness. That happiness is more of a feeling of contentment that it feels like peace on the inside. There's an eagle song where the lyrics are, I've got a peaceful, easy feeling. And that is what happiness does feel like on the inside. Peaceful, easy, content. It doesn't feel like a high level of energy. And so how do you know if you are internally successful in a way, how do you know? Well, sometimes that means that you feel satisfied and content in your relationships, that 
when you are with your family, you spend time with them that is quality time, and that if things start to feel like they're more of an obligation than quality time, then you might have boundaries so that you don't feel unhappy around your family members. And this goes the same way with friends, that if you are content and happy with your friends, what that looks like is you have a good exchange, that your friends are there for you when you need them, and you are there for them when they need you. And that's what a successful friendship looks like. And internally, you feel good about the exchange. You feel like you give a little and you get a little and it's all very even. That is a sense of an internal measure that is a measurement of success and happiness in friendships. And the same goes for romantic relationships, that when you are internally satisfied in a romantic relationship, it's not that everything goes perfectly all the time. You are actually challenged by your partner at times. But the challenges help you to rise to the occasion and will bring out the best in you. And you will feel good about how you have grown on the inside because of your relationship with your partner. And this is what it is to be able to measure internally success. And also, you can be internally satisfied by your work, that it's not about faking it or appearing to be busy when you want people to see you looking busy or see you looking successful. Internal satisfaction at work plays out like you generally enjoy the people that you work with. You can work together as a team. And even when you have trouble, you feel like you can work through the trouble because everybody's trying to accomplish the same goal. That you enjoy the job, you're not overworked, but you feel like you are challenged at work to grow as well, and that it feels good to do your job, and you feel satisfied with yourself when you do a good job at work. And it also includes having a schedule that feels right, where you don't feel overworked or that you're actually getting paid what you're worth and not more or less. We are all familiar with feeling like we're not being paid enough for the hard work that we're doing sometimes. But sometimes too, people find themselves in situations where they're being overpaid and they're not really doing enough to earn that. And even though it's a great position to be in for a while, it's hard to feel internally satisfied with yourself when on some level you feel like you're 
kind of ripping off your company because maybe you play on the internet all day and they maybe think that you're doing research when really the research has to do with buying stuff for your personal life. And so even though it's fun to get away with in the moment, you can't really feel internally satisfied and successful if you're doing that. And so the idea would be to feel challenged at work, to enjoy the challenges, and to be paid what you're worth. And that's what an internal measure of success at work feels like. And so what I'm saying in all of this is that it's important to take a look at what you are measuring in terms of worthiness and success in yourself and maybe even in others, that you are using the internal measurements, the things that make you feel content on the inside rather than the external measures of what you want the world to see. And this is really the path to happiness when you can feel satisfied on the inside and not to measure your satisfaction based on what other people see or what you want other people to see. And so I would encourage you to take a look at this, to take a look at where you feel the satisfaction on the inside rather than on the outside. And notice where you feel the internal satisfaction and contentment. And notice what parts don't feel good on the inside. And that's when it's time to work on it, to work on yourself and figure out where there are issues, where the internal is not satisfied. Be well. And thank you for listening.